You're listening to This Hong Kong Live, a podcast of stories and conversations with everyday youth across Hong Kong. Every week, we bring you episodes that reflect the authentic voices of our local youth sharing their thoughts and feelings of growing up and living in the city we call home. Welcome to Season 6. Our theme is Things I'm Proud Of. Hello, welcome back to another episode. Today, we have Henry here. How's your day been? Oh, it's been good. I just went to visit my brother who's um, studying at Hong Kong University. And then right now, I'm just like over here in Saing Pun ready for the interview. That's really nice. Okay, so let's jump into our interview now. How has your life been under the pandemic? You're no longer studying in Hong Kong. What's your experience of studying abroad? Also, oh, it has been really like um exciting in many ways. Like, you know, you get to meet new people at university. You're more like... You know, like it's a very different to Hong Kong. Like we're back in secondary school. You, you know, you're just very concerned about your final year exams and like at university first year. Like at my university, at Durham University, it doesn't count in first year. So like you spend more time, like you know, socializing, making friends, you know, partying, clubbing, and doing all of that. It's definitely very different to like how my time has been at school. But yeah, like it surprisingly, like despite the label of the pandemic, it has been quite fun in the UK. What's the main difference of like going through the pandemic in UK and Hong Kong that you have noticed? So like in the UK, it's definitely a lot more lenient. Like over there, like I don't have to wear masks when I go out. Like when I was like in Durham, like there was no like social distancing rules whatsoever. You can go out with as many people as you want. People's attitude towards the pandemic were not as like um, serious and concerned like over here in Hong Kong. So I definitely felt there was a lot more freedom when I was in the UK and since coming back to Hong Kong, I would have to wear the mask again and you can literally feel the, the differences between studying abroad and just coming back to Hong Kong. Yeah, the social distancing rules are a bit annoying to everyone and like Hong Kong has been in lockdown for like frequently over the years. So I don't think it's a good experience at all. I've heard that you've like done some teaching in the UK and school trips. You have done some teaching. Can you share your experience about it? The teaching experience actually took part in uh, Nepal, but like in UK, it was more of like an opportunity to raise awareness about um, educational inequality. Like, so it was part of like um, a fundraising arm of like my university's student union. It was called like D-U-C-K, like duck, but I don't really remember what it stands for. But then it was about um, having this sort of like fundraiser where we get crowdfunded to travel as far as possible from Durham University for 30 hours. And through this fundraiser we are raising awareness about educational inequality across the globe since uk is a first world country usually when it comes to the word inequality we will think of third world countries and underdeveloped countries so can you tell me more about how inequality occurs in the uk we had to get um crowd funds like um you know through like the fundraiser website like you know people can donate as much money as they want to us like you know, our friends, our family, like people who like have heard about our fundraiser. And through using that money, like we have, we spend it on like traveling, you know, like from Durham, like all the way to like um, a place called Land's End in the UK, which we did research as the furthest point from the university. And part of like um, the fundraiser was to pretty much get as far away from the university as possible. But the rules were to like 
it must remain within the country. So we didn't manage to get to Land's End, but we came in third place because two other people who also knew that Land's End was the, one of the furthest points from the university, two other groups arrived much earlier than us. But like, it was a, definitely a very meaningful experience because those who attend private schools in the more like posher areas in the south of the UK, maybe like in parts of London, you know, are more advantageous than those who study in the north, which is generally more like working class and like opportunities are much less and like less people get to like have those like bright opportunities than those who I guess go to those private schools and all yeah so there's definitely a very interesting opportunity allowed me to see things from a very different uh, perspective and like you know get to understand deeper about these issues yeah even not in the UK and Hong Kong there's like public school private schools and international schools and I feel like education is really different in these three types of school like for example I personally go to an international school and I've never been to a public school but then throughout all these podcasts hearing from different people I've realized that there's like ethnic minority groups that are forced to learn Chinese even though they clearly do not understand Chinese at all which has limited their potential to receive um education it has also limited them to develop their potentials in one way or another right yeah like i totally agree like ethnic minorities um studying cantonese or like um chinese as the main language in local schools because they tend to be from low socioeconomic backgrounds like absolutely it's limited their opportunities because like at a global scale english is the more like dominant language you, you, it's pretty multi applicable in every country you go to so like obviously like, if they're being taught those as primary languages they're very limited to just like hong kong and china like i can see how that um the, the dynamics of that so yeah like educational inequality is not just like something that you can explicitly observe like it's very implicit in so many ways you've really got to dig deep and like see how it's kind of affect people like in very like subtle ways and yeah like it's definitely a very big issue that needs more attention yeah Yes, I think that also correlates to like children inequality in a way cuz children's always like the future of the society and I think if we don't fix this issue, I think it's just going to be a cycle and at the end of the day we're still going to experience that the richer get richer and the poorer gets poorer. Just like with educational call regarding like um you know existence of private schools and like having just you know the, all these different things like pretty much dividing society based on like um you know whether or not they're able to like you know afford to go to those private school which in return makes them more likely to um go on to like very prestigious jobs in like universities like just the whole system and structure of it all is reinforcing that in the wealth inequality and just making the gap between the rich and the poor even wider so i definitely see that and i can totally see how like um the state school system in hong kong in some in some sectors and in some schools are really letting students down like you know would it be like a very poor management and like they're definitely like disadvantaged going to particular state schools in hong kong so yes like education inequality is a big issue not just in third world countries but also in first world countries yes yes i totally agree so personally and we've been to the same secondary school yes, yeah. so like right now in our school we do have some uh, programs called the chinese learning enhancement team you know in our school before we're in the diploma program every student has to take chinese right mm-hmm. so even though our school has different levels of the chinese classes we some students still struggle because they're they don't have like a chinese background right in our school we actually have made this program older students tend to help younger students in their journey of learning chinese cuz chinese is definitely a hard language to learn i'd say and it's complicated i think like high school students they will usually help the younger students to learn chinese just to like 
lessen the gap of language differences. The school we went to, like we went to this Renaissance college. So basically, um, yeah, like with the Chinese learning enhancement team, like I can see how it's making it more like fair, like more of a level playing field. And yes, like obviously measures can definitely be taken, make it more fair within a school like um context, like, you know, make it more fair for like racial minorities and like the dominant, you know, ethnic group, you know, like the not not have any barriers to like um life because of like their backgrounds and also like I definitely see how like um measures can be put in place to make it more fair yeah in the context of like um equal opportunities through education. So yeah, absolutely. Thank you for joining us today. Yeah, no worries, uh Renee, like any time. Yeah. I had a really good time like with the interview. Yeah. Thank you. Bye. So I'll see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening. This Hong Kong Life is an initiative of Kelly Support Group. We are a youth organization empowering young people to reach their full potential in Hong Kong. If you like the show, please subscribe and get new episodes every week. We would love to hear from you, nominate yourself or friend to share next. Drop us a note at hklife at kely.org. See you next time. Bye.